telling you the final two values that we have at Woodland Hills Church. I've given you the five values, right? And I've I got to bring closure to this, and then we'll be dismissed. Give me seven minutes. Um, we, we talked about our core values, and I would like it if everybody who's, who's associated with this, this church could be able to just rat, rattle those off. We believe in being scriptural, rooted in scripture, which means that we tear down the wall of everything in our life that is not scriptural. We come against every lie and deception that's in our mind and in our life that doesn't, uh, isn't in congruity with the Word of God. We believe in being real, authentic, uh, vulnerable. So we come against the wall of religious artificiality, which causes people to stuff what is real in their life for the sake of putting on a good appearance. We want to tear that wall down and create a community of honest, real people where the senior pastor can say, I struggle with faith. Faith isn't my primary gift. Amen? Uh, thirdly, we, we covenant to be a people who are passionate. If it's worth doing for the kingdom of God, it's worth doing passionately. So we come against the wall of mediocrity that is rampant in the church. Fourth, we covenant to be a people who are involved in ministry. Everyone's called the ministry, we believe. It's a core value of ours. So we come against the wall of tradition that says that ministry is for the professionals and a lot of ministry is just for the males. We want to come against that in Jesus' name and tear that down, wall down. Fifthly, we covenant to be a people who are uh, uh, built in the community, striving for community, being related with one another. So we come against the wall of American isolationism and the wall of racism that divides the church. And we tear that wall down to see God's community be formed. Our sixth core value is this. We come to be a people who are involved in warfare. Amen? We are, we understand ourselves to be raising up an army. That's what this is. Our belief is, and it comes right out of Scripture, is that the world is a war zone. It's, a, it's an incredible war zone. God is, is Lord, the creator of the whole world, but the world has been taken captive by a hostile force. His name is Satan. He's called the God of this age in 2 Corinthians. He's called the principality and power of the air in Ephesians. He's said to have control of the entire world in 1 John. The world has been sieged by an enemy who is at war with God, so the world is this war zone. Jesus entered this war zone to plant the kingdom of God to deal a death blow to the enemy. That's what his ministry is about. That's what his death and resurrection is about. And then he gave to the church the mandate of finishing up the job. He says, unless you tie up a strong man, you cannot pillage his house. Unless you bind the captain, you cannot uh, pillage the fortress. He has bound the captain, dealt a death blow to the captain of the enemy's camp. His name is Satan. He's beaten to death. The war is for all intents and purposes over. But now he says to the church, your job is to pillage the house. Your job is to take back from the enemy what belongs to God. And that's who we are. So a core value of us. A core value of ours is that we want to be training every believer to understand that you're a warrior. That you are a soldier stationed behind enemy lines. We are living in enemy-occupied territory. This isn't a metaphor. We're talking reality. And we need to come against the wall of the American dream that tells us that the purpose of life is to live it as, as, as comfortably, as conveniently, with as little conflict as possible. We are warriors. For Jesus Christ, our captain. And we are literally, it says in, in Matthew 16, to be storming the gates of hell, tearing down the gates of hell. We are to be hell raisers, amen? Looking for hell, looking for every area of our of life that doesn't conform to the will of God and saying and doing and praying, Father, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want to take the domain of the enemy, the king dome of Satan, and we want to bash it apart and make it the domain of God, the dome in which God is king. All of our life is to be about that. It means this, believers, that we need to be cultivating an eye for the invisible. 
uh, walk with the awareness that there's more that goes on in this world, a lot more, than what you see with your physical eyes. Uh, Paul says that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and dominions and rulers in, in, uh, 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 in dark places or in high places. Um, our culture conditions us to see things in terms of flesh and blood. Paul says the struggle's in flesh and blood, but it's not against flesh and blood. So wherever we go, on our jobs, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, wherever we are, we have to understand that the world is a war zone and we have a crucial role to play in this war because we've been given authority by God to spread the kingdom of God against the kingdom of darkness. For example, this Kmart thing. This isn't just a flesh and blood thing. It, is, it involves flesh and blood. Uh, but it's not about flesh and blood. We need to be dealing with these people and talking brass tacks, carnal money figures, good deals and the whatnot. And it may be that Bob Kutzel and I are going to fly out to Detroit and talk to the hobnob big, big wigs of Kmart because they're not getting the message. We'll talk, you know, the language that they understand is dollars and cents and it's beneficial for them to buy half that building for us. It really, really is. We're making them a deal that they should not refuse. Why are they refusing it? Not sure, but I know this. It has something to do with what's going on that's not flesh and blood. See, there's a power that doesn't want this. This, is, this will further the kingdom of God. And we have to go into this with that awareness. Um, our struggle is not against Kmart. It's against principalities and powers. So this is why we as an us, as a community, as a body of people, need to be united in the warfare prayer, saying... Father in heaven, unleash your power in that Kmart complex and on the Kmart executives. And we come against everything that might oppose you. We come against the principalities and powers that might be working in the minds and working in the hearts of the Kmart executives that are blinding them to the good deal this, that this is. And we, we, we bind it in Jesus' name. We come against it in Jesus' name. We take authority over it in Jesus' name and say, Father, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let your will be done in Kmart as it is in heaven. Praise God. That's the authority we have as kingdom people. Don't get caught up in the flesh and blood. It's about principalities and powers. Amen. And we pray that prayer. We pray that prayer on our families. We pray that prayer in our neighborhoods. Wherever we go, we're to be blessing machines that take kingdom authority. That's what we want to be about. Core value. Our final core value uh, is, is this. Uh, Jesus said, I, I will build my church. Upon this rock, I will build my church. He didn't say, you will build your churches. Do you notice that? In fact, every time that the New Testament refers to uh, the church, it refers to it in the singular. And this is just part of our heartbeat. All these seven core values are part of our heartbeat. There is one church. There's many expressions of that church. A lot of diversity in the church. But there's one church, there's one body, he's building one spiritual temple. So our core value is this. We don't want to be just about us. Part of us is them. And so we want everything we do to be a team player for the church in the Twin City and the church throughout the world. This is why we've, we've hired on uh, Chuck Fenrick. Uh, as, and his whole job is to say, how can what we're doing bless other churches and how can what they're doing bless us? To begin to function as a team. But there are walls. Like there's, with all these values, there's walls. Walls of denominationalism, walls of territorialism, walls of doctrinal nitpickiness. It's a word I invented. Um, <laughs> Where the enemy, you guys, Jesus said, the devil knows what, the, what Jesus knows, and that's that a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. 
And so what does he do? He wants to divide. He wants to divide. And so uh, he'll throw in, make, make, make us major in the minors and minor in the majors so that we get paranoid of one another, start to fight one another, start to bicker with one another when we spend more time trying to get each other out of our own little self-defined holy club than we spend trying to reach the world and fight the devil. And it's just wrong, amen? It's wrong all the way. We want to be about uniting the church and, and working in league. I, 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 I'll close with this. I so appreciate I called uh, uh, Mike Smith, the pastor of Redeeming Love. He's about two miles up from, from the, the Kmart property. And I just said, Mike, you know, I want you to know that, that we're you know, really considering this building. In fact, we really feel called of God to go for this. And I, from past experience, will tell you that there are pastors, a lot of pastors who would say, well, couldn't you find somewhere else? This is my you know, territory. You know, are you going to be stealing my sheep? And, and there would be kind of a suspicion going on there. But this man is a man of God. And he said, you know what? That would be so wonderful. Uh, we could work as a team here. Uh, this, this area needs, oh, we could be a sister church and we could just pool our resources and, and, and we started dreaming about what we could do together. Can you imagine the kind of block party we could throw uh, getting our, 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 our churches together? You know what? Amen. Uh, we started talking about our youth groups. Could our youth groups get together and begin to, uh, you know, just bless one another in different ways? We started talking about a joint uh, church plant that we might, uh, might do together. And you know what? They're kind of assemblies of God, and we're supposed to be, in a weird way, kind of Baptist. Uh, and, and there would be some, there'd be some differences there, you know, and, and maybe they wouldn't agree with all of us, and we wouldn't agree with all of them, but it's time for the kingdom of God to get over those little disagreements. Amen? Amen! Amen! Amen. I'm so sick and tired of, 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 of Christians just uh, failing to see the 99% that we have in common and getting all our undies in a bundle because of the 1% that we don't have in common. And it's just wrong. And you know what? And, and, and if you just have an open heart, you might even learn some things by fellowshipping together, even though maybe you wouldn't agree with that. So what? Uh, you know, there's things to learn and things to grow. And so our hope is that we move into that. We want to be a sister church with them and together begin to, to, to just bless the area and, and build the community, praise God. One of the most encouraging things to me is I've seen this year uh, the church being united in a way that, that I've never seen the church united before. You know, that we, this year for the first time, we had 150 churches, Woodland Hills was one of them, who said, let's pool our financial resources and put on some commercials advertising Jesus Christ on prime time. And we've had it this year. Why should Mormons get all the airtime? Somebody tell me. You know? Amen. So the body of Christ. Yes, right. So we get together, pool our resources, and see what the body of Christ can do. A lot of different movements are tearing down those walls, praise God. And it is glorious in God's sight. I want to just challenge you with this. Um, you know, maybe you're part of Wilderness Church, maybe you're not. But wherever you are, be on board with, with, work, with what God is doing in that congregation. These are our seven core values. Uh, if, if this isn't something that you can get on board enough to begin to think like a we instead of a me, see, a team player, to get on board where you can say, yes, we as a group with these values need to do something. If this isn't the kind of place where you can do that, then, then that's okay. God may be leading you somewhere else, but it's so crucial for your walk with God and for the kingdom of God that you belong to a fellowship, a body that you're totally uh, in line with, and you say, there you can say we. This is who we are. This is who we are. This is what God is doing. And if we're on board together, if we are following the same captain, the one captain we've got, 
There is no limit to the dreams and visions which God can fulfill in our midst. Praise God. It's an exciting time. Let's stand. I want to close in prayer. The front of the auditorium is open. If you have any need that you would like to pray about, uh, would the prayer team come forward? I encourage you to uh, check out some of the artistic sketches just to kind of get a visual going here. And if you have some questions, uh, the building team would uh, be happy to answer those. Father, we are delighted. We are just overwhelmed by your glory and by your grace. And we want to, Lord, close this morning by saying what is in our heart of hearts. Uh, it is the truth that we live by, and that is this. That all of the glory from beginning to end, everything that has ever been done through this ministry, every life that has been touched, every marriage that's been healed, every person that's been saved, oh Lord God, it is all to your glory. Praise God, and we worship you. We just glorify you. We give you thanks. It is an honor for, to be used by you. Uh, Lord, we all confess it is an honor to be used by you. Lord God, but it's your church. You build it. We are what is built, and we are the means by which you build it further. But you are the builder, praise God. It's by your blood and by your grace that you purchase this people and expand your kingdom. So, Lord, we just thank you. Lord God, we are so thankful. Continue to work in our hearts, Lord God. Uh, be moving. Make us obedient, uh, Lord God, not just with regard to the building thing, but in every area of our life. And be glorified in our lives, we pray.